the growth mindset, email marketing tips, and building on the lessons learned through adversity. It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello and welcome. It's great to have you here. In today's episode, I'm catching up with a retailer, a brand owner, who has had to make some pretty big pivots in the last couple of years because of the things which happened with the pandemic. They've gone from predominantly wholesale to really pushing in and growing their e-commerce sales. They also did a lot of in-person events, which obviously they've moved somewhat away from. So we're talking about how they made those changes and what they are now doing as a result of what they learned whilst making all those changes. We also get into email marketing and we talk a fair bit about leading a growing business and how to to look after yourself and how to look after your team and set everybody up for success. We're going to get into all that in a moment or two. First, please do check out the sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the email and SMS marketing platform that helps you send messages like an e-commerce expert, even if you're just getting started. Create your free account at klaviyo.com slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Shopware is a leading e-commerce system and used by some of the largest European brands, retailers and manufacturers across B2C and B2B industries. As a trend-setting open source solution, Shopware gives retailers the freedom to quickly and easily realise their growth potential with more flexibility and less complexity. Today, more than 100,000 companies from startups to enterprise rely on a Shopware solution, generating a combined turnover of 12 billion euros in 2020 alone. Start your business for free and visit www.shopware.com forward slash masterplan. And now to introduce today's special guest. Larissa Loden is the CEO and visionary of Larissa Loden Jewellery, a handmade jewellery business she launched 15 years ago and which she's been full-time in for the last five years. They sell via wholesale in over 600 retailers and via their own e-commerce store. This year, sales are on track to hit $2 million. Hello, Larissa. Hi, Chloe. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you here. Um, I always think jewellery is one of the hardest things to sell online. So it's always exciting to talk to someone who makes it work. Um, but it how has did its you. Challenges. <laughs> yeah, it's not keywords. And yeah, let's not even go there. Um, how did you get started in e commerce? I got started in e-commerce um, almost a decade ago, just when I kind of launched my brand. I started a website, um, self-starter. I was on big commerce at the time. And then about three years ago, we switched um, to Shopify. Primarily, we were doing it um, for a couple of reasons, just because they had the POS integration in with the e-commerce platform. So it just made inventory management a lot easier. But then when the pandemic came, we really, really doubled down. Prior to the pandemic, it was um, our e-commerce sales were only 15%. Retail were only 15% of our sales. But then post that, now they've moved to being 35% of retail sales. And then wholesale makes up about 55% of our business. So yeah. Wow. Being online has always been important. <laughs> so, so are you running your own retail, physical retail store as well? 
Yeah, we actually do. Um, we work out of an artist studio, so we work out of there, but we are actually building um, our brick and mortar right now with hopes of launching this holiday season. We'll see. Construction is interesting, probably everywhere in the world right now, but we actually do a lot of in-person events. Um, we have found those. So pop-ups have been really important to us. Um, the My brand has vended at multiple music festivals and then like Renegade Craft Fair and those types of events. And they've been huge for us. Um, both on the retail and wholesale end. Wow. So with the the kind of the pure e-commerce part only being 15% pre-pandemic, the pandemic must have been quite interesting when all those events are cancelled and all your retailers you wholesale to are shut. Yeah, it was really interesting. The first six months, um, we pivoted super hard, but actually we really were able we were not profitable the first six months, but we were close to break even a couple of those months by pivoting really hard. Like we really, we dove in deep to email um, and social media and we started doing like Instagram lives. Like we just like, we really dove in hard and we made several things work. Um, Since then, we've stopped doing some things just because as people have kind of gone back to a new existence, you know, they haven't proven the ROI, but some of them are pillars of our business right now, like email. So yeah. yeah, it's and we will definitely talk email later. But but it is it's amazing how when we hit these times of adversity, it forces us to do things and we actually discover better ways of doing doing things. I always think adversity, as much as we don't want it, it can be a force for good. Oh yeah. I think we had always talked about how to build up our e-commerce business, but our in-person was still so profitable that just, we really weren't taking the time and effort to do it. And then since the pandemic happened, we've just seen it and we actually all prefer our lifestyles now because of e-commerce. It just has gotten the entire company to their more ideal lifestyle. We've added back in certain in-person events, but nowhere near the magnitude of it. And it's really, we're starting to really strike that really nice balance with everything. So it, yeah, no, I actually like as terrible as it was, I actually think a lot of, for my company, a lot of good happened because of it. It really helped us really focus and do some hard work. So you're not missing constantly having to pack the van, pack the suitcase, worry about whether the stand's going to arrive and whether people are going to turn up. Not missing that? No, not missing that at all. I mean, I love uh, meeting people in person from time to time, but when you do it all the time, it really kind of zaps your soul. So it's finding that really nice equilibrium between the two has been fantastic for myself and my entire company. So you've you've cherry picked the events you're going to go to. Yeah, we do. We very much so cherry pick the ones for the correct level of ROI because it does, it takes so much work. It is, e-commerce is fantastic because you build it and then people can just come to it and then you ship the packages. So yeah, we still do though the in-person events. We still actually get a lot of email collection uh, mm-hmm. through there and newsletter sign up, which is huge. It's kind of amazing how some old school things people very much so do. So just having a piece of paper outside that says sign up here. And usually at every event, we typically get anywhere from 50 to 100 new subscribers. So yeah. And I didn't even have to offer them anything. Yeah. And it's, it's just like a nice little bonus. Um, you know, the sales make your ROI and then you get these bonus email addresses. Well, look, let's let's explain a little bit more about your business before we get into to how, you're, how you're growing it and how you've made those pivots. So where in the world are you and where do you sell to? 
So we're primarily in the USA, but we do through some of our wholesale um, stockists sell internationally. We actually just picked up a store in Belgium, which was really fun. Um, we have some in Germany. We've sold, you know, but primarily it's all in the US and then Canada. 95% of it is US based. But internationally, we ship throughout the world. We actually had one necklace that a K pop star wore. Um, so we have shipped wow. a ton of necklaces, of one specific necklace to Korea and Thailand. So, yeah. That's influencer gold, isn't it? Oh, Bring yeah. On the I, K-pop. I didn't even really know the world of K-pop before that. And then I like I've I've since vi- much more educated myself. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those of you who are wondering about K-pop, we ain't going to explain it here. You're going to have to go and Google that one because um, that's a podcast series in itself, I think. Um, so tell us a bit about the product because there's jewelry and there's jewelry and there's jewelry. And um, how, how do you differentiate your jewelry? So we really have kind of honed in on who we are as a brand and then how that communicates out from our jewelry. So we like to say that our jewelry is jewelry that can take you anywhere from the concert to the conference room to the couch. Like it's jewelry that you can start your day with and end your day with. And it's very versatile. We also try to make our pieces um, as inclusive as possible. So over the past year, we've really um, started making all of our necklaces be adjustable in length. So that way any person can wear them and really focusing on high quality materials and high quality designs at an affordable price point. So we say that we're an artist-driven brand with an affordable prices. Most of our prices are right around $50 retail. So really like an accessible sweet spot for people. Nice. And I, there will be, I suspect, not just jewelry retailers, but others listening going, whoa, that's specific. That's something for me to aspire to, getting that drilled down on how it's worn, who it's worn by, and how everything about the product comes together to to fit that brief, I suppose. Yeah. And it took work. I would say like when I started my brand, I wasn't crystal clear on it. I mean, I think when you start a a brand, sometimes people are like, I want everybody to love it, but you really need to niche it down and focus on it because that will, that clues you into what is your marketing, you know, that clues you into like who you're talking to, who am I going to go after? Because otherwise you're just trying to chase everything and everything is not for you. If you really honestly figure out who you are and who you're speaking to, then your, your customer base is going to love you more because they feel like they're being spoken to during that time. So, so true. And um, and you're now on Shopify. Are there any kind of key widgets or plugins you're using with that that you'd like to recommend? Um, so we're on Shopify Plus and um, I do really like, it's funny, I've only never been on Plus and every now and then Plus is expensive. It's 2000 a month. I'm not going to lie. It's a very expensive, but every time uh, sometimes we're like, man, should we like get off of Plus and save some money? We then look at all of the things that we're utilizing in Plus and then we're like, okay, Plus is really worth it for a brand of our size. Just like the flows that you can set up and then being able to just like the analytics, like it's just so robust. And it also does have a wholesale channel to it as well. And that's part of the reason we signed on for Plus was because it has that wholesale channel that's linked to your product catalog. So it keeps that inventory really synced. We also primarily do a lot on the FAIR wholesale channel as well. But since they have that Shopify integration now, it's just beautiful. All I can really say is honestly, if you can integrate anything into your Shopify website to make your life easier and less manual, that's... (laughs) That's the golden ticket right there. So, and ask for it. Developers don't know unless you tell them I need this. So, yeah. Yeah. There's so much potential, but it all has to start with what's that problem I can solve. Yeah. It's all about, I, why am I doing this manually? There must be a better way. And sometimes there's just a plugin you can chuck in or sometimes you have to go back to the developers. So, yeah. 
Excellent. A good rundown of Shopify Plus there. I know a lot of people are still kind of like, what? I don't So that, that was super helpful too. Now, um, how many of you are there in the team? We talked about the fact they're enjoying not having to travel every week. Um, but but who how many of you got in the team and what how do you how do you divide up the roles? So we have 10 people on the team and part of it is divided out by our leadership team. So there's four people on leadership um, in addition to myself. So there's five of us, if you include myself. And then the other five of them are purely in production or customer service um, roles. But that being said, we are actually hiring on like three and then just after this morning's meeting, four more people just because of the growth that we're projecting out in all of our indicators. So, yeah, but we really have it divided up into leadership who really is defining. They're the people that I have weekly meetings with and we look at the our KPIs and we're really trying to figure out, like, where is the company going? What are the issues that we need to solve? Like, they're the people that are in it. We're pulling the levers and then the other people are, are helping us make sure that all of those pieces happen cascading down. So, yeah. Excellent. So is the marketing being done by the leadership team or by the product and customer service team? So the marketing is currently done by our brand manager, who's actually about to leave on maternity. So we actually just uh, last week did. It's actually interesting. We um, do this type of system called EOS, the Entrepreneurial Operating System. And one of the big pieces of it that I think every company should do is not do an org chart because an org chart just tells you where you're at. We do an accountability chart. And so an accountability chart tells you where you're going. So in six months to a year, this is where we see the company. So that way we can pivot any kind of job duties or roles and also assign who is accountable for what and then also start planning for future hires. So often people, um, you know, myself included in the past, you would just kind of get to a point where you're like, we have so much work and now we just need need like a warm body. Mm -hmm. And this really helps you find a correct fit for your company instead of a warm body. So our brand manager does all of our marketing. And then actually when she um, goes on maternity leave, then we're actually going to be hiring on a marketing lead that will then be under the sales and marketing director in our company. Um, So we do it in-house and we love it. We just outsourced uh, Facebook ads. We were doing it all in-house and loving it, but that's part of our maternity plan for her is just to outsource Facebook ads because I love Facebook ads, but you can spend so much time in there tweaking, especially after the iOS updates. So yeah, I'm just going to let an agency handle that one for right now. Well, yeah, it's kind of like you look at all the balls someone's juggling when they're going off maternity leave. It's like, right, which ones can we absorb? Which ones do we hire for? And which one should we just outsource to a specialist short term, possibly long term to make sure that ball is safe, especially heading into Q4? Correct. I mean, and I think that's the biggest thing. Like for us, when we're having a team member transition, the biggest thing for us is just to make sure like our like social media, we still, I've never found a good way to personally outsource it. That keeps your brand voice and everything super intact. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, you just need to be so agile due to current events sometimes and everything. So we are keeping that intact. But Facebook ads seemed like a very realistic thing that we could outsource. And um, honestly, like with all of the iOS updates and all the projected, I was like, I would, I'm going to let that be somebody else's headache for just the short term. But I mean, yeah, it's amazing what you can do in there, but there is a big learning curve recently. So yeah. Well, yeah. And then it's kind of, do I want to have to catch up on all of this? Or do I want to just go, oh, as long as I just just ping an email to the agency and go, are you on this? You are? Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Brilliant. I can move on to something else that is more within my sphere. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just send me my ROI sheet and then we're good to go. (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. Um, I should say, I said moving into Q4, you guys are listening to this in pretty much the middle of Q4. We're recording this 
before Q4. We're recording this in August. So um, that's why, just in case you're going, Chloe's insane. What the Q4 crazy is now. Yeah, um, don't worry. I'm why. planning for it right now. <laughs> we're trying to put together the pieces to the best of our ability. So yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, look, we've, we've gone through a couple of different areas of the business. We talked about the Facebook ads, the social media. We teed up email earlier. Is that, you? and you, you seem quite keen to talk about the email. So is that because it's something which which has helped you make this pivot, helped you break even in those first six months and then helped the growth of the business since the big shift to the e-commerce side of things? Is that where, where email power's shown itself for you? Yeah. So we, um, I can't actually remember when we got on Clavio, but we got on Clavio and um, we were really liking it, but it wasn't quite optimized. And my company in the past, I've seen the... Uh, the bliss of hiring experts to help teach you things instead of trying to self-teach yourself everything. So I had been listening to the e-commerce badassery podcast and I knew that Jessica who runs it was taking on clients. And I had a friend that also had worked with Jessica and had spoken so highly of her. And so I decided to reach out to her. And so we brought her in to help us optimize our email campaigns. And it literally was like, you just kind of saw the light when she came in and we started working with her. So she just really helped us optimize our Clavio. Like we had good templates and we had like, our branding was really good in there, but she just really helped us tweak and segment things to really help us. And email has been something that we have just seen such a wonderful return on um, investment. Like, I mean, consistently it is bringing in, you know, when I look at our KPIs, like if we're having an on it week for email, it's bringing in anywhere from five to 10 K just on email alone. And then Clavio is always just building out their platform so well, like we're about to start doing the SMS with them. Um, I do think like Clavio combined with an expert just to kind of help you teach you like all of the things that you could be optimizing in there has just been fantastic for us. Like can't speak enough about how much email has been so integral to our business. And we do make our emails, we keep them on brand. So really like speaking to ourselves, like at the end, we keep them quite witty, like as far as our brand copy goes. And then we always include like a really funny GIF at the end, um, which people have told me is something they really look forward to. Like they actually like always open our emails just so they can see what kind of weird ass GIF we put at the bottom <laughs> of it. I mean, it has to relate with the content that's in the email, but it is, it's funny. And then it is somebody's job to, they quite enjoy that aspect of their job is to go scavenging the internet for different <laughs> GIFs. So yeah. I, I love that. Both making your team happy and your customers excited to receive your email simply yeah, by adding a GIF. It is. It's kind of insane. Um, I forget where we kind of got, like, we pieced together a couple of things, but I think I, like, originally, like, I could, had seen somebody mentioned it from, like, I think the Daily Carnage Facebook group. And I was like, oh, I like that. And so then, yeah, and we kind of just, like, created our own branding around that idea and everything. So, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. The important thing to take from that, everyone who's listening, is they created their own branding about it. They didn't just whack a random GIF in at the end of every email. There's no, a bit no, more no. thought going into it than You'll that. You'll just have to sign up for our emails to truly experience what exactly. we're doing. But yeah, um, but it is. Make sure you're branding. You can't just like... That is, I think, one of the biggest things that all entrepreneurs sometimes find at fault is like the shiny object syndrome of like, oh my God, so-and-so is doing this over here. I have to do it. But it's like, does it really fit within your brand and your context and everything like that? Like everybody can do everything, but if it really doesn't fit, it's not going to do anything for you. So yeah. 
you are preaching to the converted in terms of me, and I hope your preaching has helped convert some more of the audience. Problem first, solution second, everybody. No, none of those bright, shiny objects. When we talk about email, I have to ask you, which is the automation, uh, the bit of automated activity that you're the most pleased you've got in place? I would say probably our flows are or flows that we have built out is and that's constantly because then it's just always burning on in the back end and everything. And I mean, and that's money just like, and it, it's kind of all of our flows from our welcome flow to, you know, our back in stock flow um, to uh, abandoned cart flows. And then just kind of all of the segmentation out from there. Like, cause those are things, if you put in the effort and set them up, then they're just going in the background and then they're making you revenue and there is nothing more beautiful than having work that you put in six months ago, continually making new revenue. Like that's, that's just amazing right there. So yeah, flows. <laughs> I feel like, feel like I've just tried to ask you to, uh, to say which of your children is your favorite. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> apologies for trying to, trying to do that. Um, but yeah, they are just such an important part of email and so many businesses are still just going, send it to everybody every Tuesday. We'll send to everybody every Tuesday. And it's, there's so much more depth you can do these days that will just create so much more value. The other thing which I, which I can't not ask you about, Larissa, is, as I said in the intro, you are the CEO of Visionary at Larissa Loden Jewelry. And clearly, from what you were telling us about the product earlier, you've been spending a lot of time working on getting kind of the the higher level view of the business, I suppose, in place? Has that been instrumental, being being the visionary rather than necessarily the doer and getting that kind of clarity around what it is you're trying to achieve and having, you know, hiring for what's to come in the future? Has taking on that kind of a philosophy been, been instrumental in growing the business to where you are right now? It has been. I'm Right when the pandemic started, I really started investing in myself as a leader. And so actually like doing like leadership work and really experiencing it. And um, we also started doing in the past year, this um, program called EOS. So it stands for Entrepreneur Operating System. And there's two key people that are in EOS that are not like what you feel like you standard when you look at a company or chart and everything. And that's the visionary. And then there's also a person called the integrator. So the visionary is the person that you're at the top, you're visioning your big relationships, you know, you're kind of projecting out like, this is where I want the company to go. I want to do this. And then your integrator is actually like, you could kind of call them like, um, chief of operations, director of operations, but they're kind of like you, the visionary, are then talking to your person, like, can we do this? How can we do this? And all of those pieces there, because a lot of times the person that's running the company is visionary and integrator all at the same time. And what happens is, is you're just a wearing yourself down so that you can't even vision. You're just trying to make sure like all the cogs and the pieces are continuing to go. So that is something that we are working on right now um, is creating those spaces, but I've been really trying to get much better at, protecting myself as the person of the company. Because honestly, if you, the person running your company, aren't protecting yourself, kind of nourishing yourself in your soul, you're just going to wear yourself down. You're not going to grow your company because you just are so tired of just like trying to make sure all the pieces at the end of the day grow. And especially I feel like for people that are in the retail boutique kind of area where I am in, especially from maker, the maker mindset is very much like just kind of like small growth trajectory versus like I'm a currently 
in a like a startup program and it's so interesting seeing people that are in like the service app space and how they talk about their work versus people that are in the maker retail space like they talk about it like burn rate like you know i'm gonna pour all of this money into my company and it's gonna get it to here whereas makers are like very much so like the like oh we had a little bit like we might just like update our packaging or something like that so it's really if you start framing it and looking at it differently and especially you yourself and your company i think that if revenue and growth is what you want, which is what I want, then I need to invest in my company differently and hire differently than maybe what the world has told me that this is how, as a retail maker brand, this is how I grow my company. So yeah, it's definitely a different mindset. E-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are. Do you know what the email and SMS marketing platform most frequently recommended by our podcast guests is? Yup, it's Klaviyo, the email and SMS marketing platform that helps you send messages like an e-commerce expert, even if you're just getting started. Create your free account at klaviyo.com slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Shopware is a leading e-commerce system and used by some of the largest European brands, retailers and manufacturers across B2C and B2B industries. As a trend-setting open source solution, Shopware gives retailers the freedom to quickly and easily realise their growth potential with more flexibility and less complexity. Today, more than 100,000 companies from startups to enterprise rely on a Shopware solution, generating a combined turnover of 12 billion euros in 2020 alone. Start your business for free and visit www.shopware.com forward slash it's time for the top tips round. Okay, now I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. Larissa, are you ready for the top tips? Yes, ready. Okay, the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? Um, I'm cheating as a visionary. My two are uh, Dare to Lead by Brene Brown and then From Good to Great by Jim Collins. I love From Good to Great. More people should read that book. Bullets, then cannonballs, people. Bullets, then cannonballs. Go and read it to find out what on earth I'm talking about. Yep. Um, okay. <laughs> the, uh, the traffic top tip, which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? Email, 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 email. Simple as that, everybody. Go sort out your email. Um, okay, tool top tip. Maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? Um, Airtable. It's helped us really optimize working hybrid. Um, it's like spreadsheets on crack. So if you've got a person on your team that loves spreadsheets, get Airtable. It's it's beautiful, but you have to understand spreadsheets. So I don't personally understand spreadsheets, but man, do I appreciate a good spreadsheet. So yeah, hire somebody that loves spreadsheets and get Airtable. It will truly change your world. 
I was going to say, as the visionary, you really shouldn't be an air table. <laughs> no, but I love it. Like I hire for that. So yeah, I appreciate it. And I'm not the builder of it, but I, <laughs> I love a good one. So yeah. Very cool. Um, okay. The growth top tip. If you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1,000, what would be your number one tip for them? company structure and like really kind of doing that accountability chart, you know, really kind of framing it out so that you, the person growing your company can truly work on growing your company instead of getting stuck in the weeds, like fulfilling the orders and everything. Invest in yourself so that you can grow your company. So true. You have to create space for growth, don't you? You can't just keep piling it on. Yeah. Just doesn't work. It doesn't work. Larissa, you have given us a lot to think about and some other great tips too. So before we say goodbye, even, would you like to let the listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social media, please? Yep. You can find us online at larissaloden.com. And then on Instagram, it is Larissa Loden. And Facebook is Larissa Loden Jewelry, just because I my personal was Larissa Loden. So there we go. And yeah, just find us there. We're really funny. So yeah, it's good content. We put a lot of effort into our content. So yes, look us up. Excellent. I believe you've got a deal, a special deal for our listeners too, as we're getting close to Christmas right now. Yes, your listeners are super lucky. So if they use code MASTERPLAN, they will get 20% off one order. So save it up and use it wisely. So, and we do ship internationally as well. So don't worry, international peeps, we got you. Cool. And I, I love the clarity there. One order, which is another extra bonus tip for you guys there. Restrict number of orders on those codes. Be crystal clear and then just communicate it out. Because if you just communicate it out on the front end, then it makes it a whole lot easier on the back end. So, yeah. Exactly. And it makes sure the margin's going in the places you want that margin to go. Yep. Bonus tip. See, right the way through, everybody. Um, well, look, Larissa, it has been stupendous having you here on the show. Um it's been quite fascinating. You give me lots to go away and Google and have a look at. Um, and we gave everyone K-pop. If they got nothing else, they're going to discover what K-pop is. So um, thank you very, very much for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure hanging out with you. Thank you. So many, it's like a scattergun episode of different topics and different things to uh, to get you thinking there. I think for me, the big ones are email. If you haven't yet built out those automated sequences, I know it's November, but do it because they do, they just keep ticking over and they bring in the goods again and again and again. And it is crucial to make email work for your business and to get the ROI you deserve right now. The other side of the side of it was kind of the, that entrepreneurial operating system she was um, talking about. That's what the one that's kind of drilling into my brain right now. And the idea of having different people in the weeds of making things happen and thinking about how things and strategizing and being creative and kind of linked into that, creating the space, which I know is hard to do in November if Christmas sales are important for your business, but creating that brain space, that energy space for you to find those routes to growth. You can get your hands on the notes from today's show including the top tips and links to what we've mentioned by heading over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast. There you can also add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the other things I share to help you improve your business. Now, um, Larissa mentioned Jessica Totillo Costa, an e-commerce badassery podcast. Jessica is one of 
our handpicked teeny tiny selection of marketing practitioners that we recommend. We call them the e-commerce master plan crew. And if you would like to find out what Jessica or any of the rest of the crew could do to help you in your business, then head to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash crew for all the details on them and how to book um, a free consultation with any of them. So that's ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash crew. Thank you so much for tuning into this and every episode of the e-commerce master plan podcast. I bring you a new interview every single week because I want to inspire and help e-commerce business owners like you to succeed and thrive with their businesses. So if you know someone this show can help, please, please, please tell them to listen to the e-commerce master plan podcast. I hope you have a brilliant week and don't forget to keep optimizing even in November. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast.